Welcome to a very special mini-episode of Fire-Breathing Kittens, a standalone 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Today it is Moving Day, the day where every resident of Nicomoy who hasn't paid their very reasonable yearly 5GP tax is rounded up by a cater of armed guards and dumped outside the city wall with all their belongings. It's a bit inconvenient for the dumpy, but if you're in the market for a new couch, oh boy, the day after Moving Day is a treat. Now, most fire-breathing kittens, <laughs> being both upstanding citizens and Star Wars adventurers, have paid their taxes and helped round up any insolvents. In the late afternoon, when almost all tax dodgers have been thrown out of town, we join three of these heroes as they enter the fire-breathing kittens' guild hall. Tobias Jin. Hello, I am an animated armor. Um... A tall, thin set of elven armor that uh, walks and talks, and, and I have little bl blue lights as eyes. Uh, Tobias is a man of steel with a heart of gold. Dr. Crud III. Hello, Dr. Crud III stands at 8 feet 2 inches tall, 5 feet 2 inches wide. Uh, he is a loxodon. He is a doctor. He uh, has a Jenny pocket and a Beans pocket. The Jenny pocket is occupied, and I'll let Beans decide whether he's occupying Beans pocket. <laughs> <laughs> he wears a uh, blue jeans. Speaking of which, I'm not done yet. <laughs> all I right, mean, all right. You know what? Fine, I'm done. Continue, Dr. Nope, Crud. I'm done. Too late. <laughs> what, too late. What, nope, I'm too late. What color jeans are you wearing, Dr. Crud? <laughs> I hope you're never going to know now. Uh, they're neon pink today. <laughs> Can canonically, they're neon pink jeans. And Beans! Hello, my name's Beans. I'm a tortoise shell tabaxi monk. I like to wear a ponchamuk. And yes, I think I will take uh, that, that Beans pocket spot. I think I need a bit of a rest. Now, we previously saw all of you pay your Nicomoy resident tax in the episodes The Taxman Cometh and Monstercade for All. But there was one guild member who spitefully did not pay their taxes, who is the reason you're back in the guild hall. Boltzmann, the level 3 battlesmith artificer, level 11 blade singer wizard, loose cannon, bioengineer, businessman, and brain in a jar on wheels. He's a lot. <laughs> You've been helping the guards of Nicomoy all day long, or have you, Dr. Crud? Well, yeah, I signed up the next day, made sure that... Uh getting people to pay their taxes or moving them out of town and their stuff. I've, I've got quite a, lot, quite a lot of stuff to uh, add to my house. For sure, yeah. By this point, the, the city wall is just lined with furniture. Uh, but you've actually been caught in a bit of a cat and mouse game with Boltzmann. You recruited Beans, who'd previously broken into Boltzmann's house in Brownies and Beef. Uh, but when you Accidentally. got to... Yes. <laughs> well... That's up for the bait. Uh, but when you got to Boltzmann's house, you found that strewn with recovering armed guards and stripped of anything removable, and uh, you traced Boltzmann to taste like crepe and various upscale bars, and you encountered similar scenarios, but you didn't find Boltzmann. It's now late afternoon, and your latest lead brought you back to the Guild Hall. And Tobias, I believe you've been spending all day helping Nicomoy's poor, who couldn't pay their 5GP, right? Absolutely. I think he's got a stack of forms that he worked out with Beans earlier with the, with the lawyer. 
<laughs> and he's <laughs> going around and he he's finding people who uh, want to pay their taxes but can't, and he's helping them file. Yeah, we've got actually a pretty ingenious setup, actually, because um, that's being funded not from us specifically, but from um, the future class action lawsuits against the guards, because while the tax law does allow for the guards to like throw people out of the you know out of the city limits it doesn't let them injure them so if anyone gets hurt then we can get a class action lawsuit against those guards whose settlement will pay the tax that we're funding interesting tobias doesn't understand that even though he is quite intelligent he's a bit ignorant so he he just thinks he's helping he doesn't know anything about the it's a it's a classic merchant of venice ploy sort of how interesting. That's uh, going to have implications in the session. If you can't use violence. <laughs> well, if violence is done to us first, then that cuts it moot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now we're getting into legal domain where you have to define violence. <laughs> so, <laughs> Tobias, you've, you've been doing a good job at helping people. Uh, right now, we're at the point of the day where pretty much everyone has been either thrown out or uh, paid their taxes with your help, except for Boltzmann and... Uh, yeah, you are also back here at the guild hall, and uh, presumably to try to help him to uh, avoid being booted out of the city with your big metal heart. Yes, uh, I think, I think uh, I want to uh, let let's go get Boltzmann. Maybe we can get him to pay the taxes, or at least we could stop some guards from getting hurt. Yeah. So you three enter the fire breathing kittens guild hall at the same time, and uh, I suppose you're looking for Boltzmann. But he's not in the main hall. Crud, um, use your giant elephant nose, sorry, trunk, to sniff him out. He'll smell of oil and brain fluid. Trunk, nose, is the same thing. You know that. Come on. Do we have to cover biology now? Well, maybe a little bit, yes. I mean, just g give it a sniff, okay? It's been a long day. Okay. I will sniff for the Boltzmann. I mean, he does glow now, so I should be able to smell the, uh, the spider eggs juice in his brain pan. Dexter Crud, please give me a, an investigation check with advantage. I will do that. Investigation is a plus three, so that's going to be 18. 18. You start sniffing with your long Luxodon nose and, um... You do pick up traces of oil and cerebral fluid here, and uh, they had to ward the janitorial closet. Now, you heard rumors that sometimes Boltzmann would be mistaken for janitorial equipment and stored in, a, in the closet, so maybe he's sleeping in there, but <laughs> there's only one way to find out. Okay, guys, I smell brain, oil, and dipping off of his taxes right through that door. <laughs> Yep, that certainly sounds like him. Yeah, let's go. All right. Oh, you're very excited. Go ahead. You go first. Sure. Uh, Tobias hasn't ever been in too much danger, especially as a walking armor, so I don't think he's too careful. Walks over, opens the, the janitorial closet. Tobias opens the janitorial closet. Now, normally this closet is dark, covered in cobwebs, and, and filled with old Roombas, but today, when you open the creaky door, there is no closet at all. You see a huge space, a lavish foyer at least 20 feet tall with a marble floor, dark wood, 
velvet carpet and a gold ceiling. The it's the kind of foyer that has two stairs lead up to a second story, and there's a giant statue in between those stairs. Uh, you hear faint notes of Baroque music, and you hear the hum of electricity. Uh, and you look up in this room. It's late afternoon right now, still bright, but this space is is a bit darker. It's lit by an ethereal warm glow, and you see a giant crackling Tesla coil chandelier. Uh, <laughs> what what do you do? Can I um can I check Arcana or something to see if this is Mordenkainen's magnificent mansion spell? Uh, you sure can. Uh, natural twenty. How did I waste it on that? <laughs> 24 total uh this this would seem like like a magnificent mansion yeah on a natural 20 uh, you know that this is a, a magnificent mansion okay well the the, ha the handbook is still on the floor yeah i've performed this one before and i know that if we get stuck inside and it is turned off or cancelled somehow we will be shunted outside so it should be safe to enter theoretically so i walk inside if you have experience with this, just shut it off and he'll come pop it out. Hmm. Can, can you turn it off? I do not have a dispel magic prepared and I don't know if that would work. So I don't think I can today. Well, in that case, I guess we're going to go inside and drag him out kicking and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias, you walk in on the velvety red carpet. And you see a little bit more details you will, as you walk in. Uh, the walls here, they're lined with uh, magnificent portraits of all the fire-breathing kittens. There's, uh, there's a big one of Beans sleeping. I'm not that one again. I hate that one. I told you, everybody does it. I know, it doesn't make it okay. Are you guys entering as well? Is it just Tobias entering right now, or is everybody going in? I, I think uh, Dr. Crud's stepping in behind him. Beans is in the Dr. Crud pocket, so he doesn't got... Uh, he's, Beans is in the Beans pocket, so he doesn't have a choice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> On we go. Dr. Crud, you also, you also see a portrait of yourself. Uh, unlike Beans, this is not very common. But you, you, yeah, you're looking good. You're in your leather doctor's uniform. You're, you're looking jacked. You see, yeah, see all the fire-breathing kittens. Olive is there in a golden ball gown. Oh, she'd hate that. <laughs> sure. hey, we, hey we all hate our portraits okay <laughs> oh i love mine i look really good yeah you see you see furious Johnson. they captured they captured the baby oil uh, dripping off furious johnson in almost photorealistic detail uh, tobias you you see yourself there uh you're surrounded by familiars you see tanager Raincloud, nesgrax everyone's there and you also see small statues of boltzmann Boltzmann's mechanical body in various poses in alcoves on the wall. And as you look around this room a bit, you'll, you see there are also windows here, but they don't appear to look out on Nicomai at all. This mansion seems to be floating in a dark void with countless electric signals traversing the night sky across luminescent pathways like you're inside a giant brain. Mm. <laughs> so now we're inside Boltzmann. That's disturbing. <laughs> Tobias has pulled out his stuffed otter in order to see, because he can't see normally. He has like, you know, bat vision where he echolocates. So he pulls out his little homunculus and you see this stuffed animal and the stuffed animal is just looking around at the paintings. And, and Tobias goes, oh my, this is, this is beautiful. 
Yeah, it's a good <laughs> thing Allah's not here because she'd burn it down. <laughs> uh, Tobias, make a perception check. Uh, that's a 10. A 10. Um, you are uh, looking around and you are absolutely flabbergasted because you have only learned how to see recently, right? Yes, very recently. Yeah, so to you, portraits are probably uh, a bit of a new thing. Yes, definitely. He's like, wow, it captured, it looks 3D, but it's not, it's flat. It's amazing. Actually, here's a question. <laughs> Does Tobias actually know what he looks like? Ooh. I, th I would think that he, this is a very recent thing. I think maybe he had seen a mirror, but it would have been very recent. It is still a very new thing. He's maybe on high of like, oh, wow. There's colors. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know what color was before. So, um, just to give you all the details, there are four big doors in this room. There's, uh, one on the ground floor to your left, one on the ground floor to the right, and, uh, two on either side of the landing. Cause there's a second floor and there's also an elevator door at the center of the landing, but that's behind the statue. And as you look at that statue a bit more, the statue is also a fine piece of work to buy. So you're very impressed. Uh, it depicts a barrel-chested human in a wheelchair with a monocle and a handlebar mustache. At his feet is a displacer beast, an eight-feet-long, six-legged, tentacled cat. And by his side is a robotic chimpanzee wearing a bow tie and cuffs. There's also, and these are details you don't know yet, there's a cyborg crab and a pigeon-sized humanoid, like a human pigeon hybrid each burst on each burst on one one shoulder of the of the barrel chested human wow was this is this do you think this is the original boltzman maybe but i mean he's a brain so which one of these did the brain come out of when you move forward into the room a little bit as you look at the statue uh it moves his head ever so slightly and it starts speaking it says Ah, friends, welcome to my humble abode. Yes, very good, very good. I presume, of course, that you will hear about moving day and the prospect of forcibly moving me and all my possessions out of city limits. I dare say I welcome the challenge. If this is indeed the case, please proceed to the door to your right. If, on the other hand, you're here for a friendly visit, please proceed into the door to your left. All right, left it is. Tobias goes left, yeah. Both uh, Dr. Crud, beans in his pocket, and Tobias go left immediately. And um, you... <laughs> this door, uh, you push it open, Dr. Crud, without any resistance. You pass through the left door, and you are greeted by a marvelous sight. Tobias, you're very impressed again. <laughs> uh, this is an endless stable heaped with an even more endless amount of food of all varieties. There's pies, burgers, curries, chocolates, fine cuts of meats, exotic fruits, and several meters of fish. Uh, there's also several giant flies, uh, something, Dr. Crud, you think it might appeal to Boltzmann's palate since he's taken to integrating giant spider parts into his body? In this room, you also see it's staffed with spectral servants, uh, impeccably dressed ghostly chimpanzees who come up to you to offer to take your jacket. 
and offer you a little aperitif. Oh, I'll keep my jacket, thank you. Beans pounces. On? On the food. There's so much fish. We hunger. Beans pounces to the food. What do you do with the food, Beans? Eat all of it. Well, as much fish as we can go for. So within the beans pocket, it's quite nice. It's nice and warm and comfortable. And there's a slight rocking motion as Crud walks along. But soon there's this delectable scent that wafts in. And Beans just perks up. And he's like, I know that smell. It smells of fish. And as soon as Crud turns the right way, Beans just leaps out of this thing, this pocket, and just dives headfirst onto the table and sprints over, kicking up a load of you know lemons and apples and uh, you know grapefruits. Just pounces on this enormous tuna, which is just sat on top of the table and starts gnawing at it like. <laughs> And turns back, turns back to look at the others and goes, "Don't look at me!" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As soon as Doctor Crud saw the fish and felt the beans start to move, he just opens his coat so he has a clear, unobstructed jump. Yeah, you know what's going to (laughs) happen. You know what's coming. Uh, I think Tobias uh, doesn't take off his apron or anything but he, he does you know start shaking monkey servant hands he's going like hello hello uh, dr crud places his hole on the ground just starts filling it with the rest of the food okay um dr crud you might be interested to see there's there's more in this room the walls in this room are lined with art even finer than in a foyer and uh numerous objects are on display along the walls uh the biggest of which is a humongous, a humongous diamond, like a three feet wide diamond. Uh, there's also a fireplace on the other side of the room. And on the mantle, there's a little statuette of Boltzmann himself. And as you are ushered toward the buffet by these, by these ghostly servants, the statuette turns and says, uh, Ah, a friendly visit, how droll. Enjoy the finest food the universe has to offer. I conjured it from pure thought. Ha! Also, these servants will follow your every command. Just ask them if you need anything. They'll get it from the kitchen. Now please wait while I get out of the bath. My butler, Mr. Langley, will pick you up in just a moment. Uh, Tobias asks one of the servants if they can just copy Boltzmann's signature here. Um... The uh, servant agrees to, uh, to, uh, actually, I don't <laughs> think these are intelligent beings. Uh, I think he's going to, uh, the servant is going to, to try their best, but it's, it's a, it's a monkey spirit. It just grabs the pen and <laughs> starts, starts doodling on the paper. Uh. Besides, it's not Boltzmann who signs it, so it wouldn't be legally binding anyway. Oh, darn. He crumples it up then. There's also a string quartet on the other side of the room of monkeys playing uh, violins and other <laughs> instruments. I was going to say, a case could be made for that, you know, the fact that he is just a brain in a jar. So Mr. Langley or one of the monkeys could count as a carer, in which case it would be legally possible if he's not physically able to sign it himself. 
which he's, you know, potentially not if he's just got wheels and some spider appendages, how easy it is to hold a pen. He has mechanical arms, though, and he, I mean, he comes on adventures. He, there is no, uh, a doctor has to actually make him rule that he's physically unfit. Oh, what a shame we don't know a doctor. That's not nice. <laughs> no, I'm saying you could do it. Oh, I can do it, yeah. Well, we got to talk to the guy first. No, we don't. I mean, I mean, we'd like to, obviously. It's good fun, but you just, you just, you know, declared him physically unable to sign his papers, and we'll just, we'll sort it out. I know a load of notaries. We can do this lickety-split. I feel something wrong with that. It takes away, it takes away his choice. Yeah, exactly. It does a little bit, but, but no, I'm just, I'm, hey, I'm calling that plan B, okay? You know, plan. <laughs> How about plan Z? I mean, how would you like it if all of a sudden I deem you physically unfit because of how much time you spend in my pocket? <laughs> I mean, you probably be right. I'm pretty sure I'm getting gout. Oh, no, I treat you while you're in there. You don't have to worry about that. Oh, is that what you call that? Haven't you ever heard of Swift Taylor, who was, who was legally seen unfit and had their whole lives ruled by their evil mother? story i read this is a bedtime story i read i, I don't know sounds lovely <laughs> dr crud you are filling up your portable hole with uh food right now is that correct food yeah food and, and trinkets and you may we're collecting stuff to put out on the wall so okay um so you are yeah there there are valuable art objects here so those are going to be more <laughs> valuable than the food most likely although the food is really delicious well, I got to feed the poor too. Uh, Beans, as Dr. Crud uh, goes to this diamond, I presume that seems like the most valuable thing in a room. Uh, you recognize this, I think, because the diamond has a, a little plaque on it, which says a BSD diamond. Oh, that's weird. How did that get here? Yeah, you know this diamond from the episode The Sting, and the fire-breathing kittens prevented its theft back then, but it seems to have made its way into Boltzmann's hands somehow. Well, that sounds about right. You know, magic is quite easy to just nip in, nip out again, isn't it? Oh, so you're saying he stole this? Well, let's, let's not say steal. We can't prove anything yet. Let's say reappropriated. If this is owned by somebody else, that's just theft. Whether it's reappropriated or not. Well, I mean, we'd have to find out his story of it, because the last thing I remember on that... Was Nesgrax, Olive, and Meerkat running into the distance with it. So that was the last time I saw it. Oh, so everybody stole it. Oh, it's been it's been stolen like a bunch of times through the years. So Well then <laughs> I guess we should just leave it right here because if FBK stole it, it is a group, we're all liable, so it stays right here in hiding. <laughs> but I'm not. I I I, I wasn't I hadn't joined then. Well, neither did I, but still, we're FBK. It was FBK sanctioned mission. We're all liable. Actually, technically, it wasn't a FBK sanctioned mission. The D DGS <laughs> deal slash HHO. It's complicated. It's complicated. It's all dodgy. We just leave it alone. Yeah. Tobias complicates the philosophy of, of you know, right and wrong about all of this while he kind of starts to circle the room looking at things. He, he trusts that, you know, um, Boltzmann said he'd be here soon, so he's just waiting. But looking around. 
All right. You look around for a little bit more. Uh, Dr. Karad is putting everything in his bag of holding. Beans is eating all the fish. You, you, you tore through about half of it right now. I'm getting fat. Yeah. Um, and uh, at this moment, uh, one of the spectral uh, monkey butlers opens up uh, a door. There's two doors at the far end of this room. There's uh, one at the far end and one just to the right of it. And uh, this servant opens up the door to the right. As soon as the door opens, Dr. Crud puts the hole back in his pocket. And the spectral monkey bows and motions for you to enter this room. Ah, yes. Okay. Tob Tobias strolls forward. You may all make a perception check before before you leave. Nose or no nose? Nose is fine. Okay. I got a six. Uh, Twelve for beans. That could be a sixteen. Sixteen. None of you notice anything noteworthy. Uh, but as you uh, walk to this door you notice that uh, this seems to be where the food is coming from. This is the kitchen. And uh, however much food was on the table in the previous room, there was easily enough food to feed 30 people in the banquet hall, but there's at least the same amount in the kitchen. It's just uh, piled up to the ceiling because this is a much smaller room than the banquet hall, but this is where you're led. Wait, why does Boltzmann need all this food? He's just a brain. He lives on fish food. I was just thinking that. Uh, uh, unseen monkey guy, uh, I want you to go distribute all this food to the Nicomoy poor right now. Apart from the fish, you can, you can leave that in my place. Yeah, yeah, leave the fish. Tobias chips in. Well, with the Mordenkainen spell, they might just dissipate the moment they try to walk out the door. All uh, right, uh, if that happens to you, monkey guys, just toss it out the door and we'll get somebody else to come grab it and give it to the poor. So just start chucking all that food out the door. <laughs> uh, the spectral monkey starts grabbing food, uh, does a little bow, and uh, walks outside of the room. I'm getting some really heavy Sorcerer's Apprentice vibes. <laughs> the monkey's just, dun, dun, just chucking buckets of food out. As you look into this kitchen a little bit, uh, you see... Yeah, this is a much smaller room. It's clearly meant for servants. Uh, ingredients are piled to the ceiling. There's a, a giant cheese fondue pan bubbling in the stove. There's ovens with fresh bread, boxes of sea scout cookies. Uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty hot in there. You see a door on the other side of the room, and in the middle, there's an elevator gate. Uh, monkey, where are we supposed to go? Are we supposed to go in the elevator or go through that door? The monkey gestures to the other door at the end of the kitchen. All right, thank you. Other door guys? Yes. Okie dokie. And, and Beans is dra dragging the tuna along with him. Dr. Crud, you lead into the kitchen, and as you walk through to the other door, you feel something press against your leg. You are, are pretty good at detecting uh, by smell, but you could not detect this tripwire. It's almost imperceptibly thin and made of spider silk. And in a moment, you trace to see where it leads. And as you look up, you are faced with a searing hot pot of cheese fondue being pulled upside down, about to cover you in boiling cheese. What do you do? I jump back really quickly. All right. Uh, Beans, you're in Dr. Crud's bucket again, or are you behind him? I'm behind him, so I'll just do a quick do a deck saving throw. Uh, 14. 
You can't fit that tuna in the pocket, too. No, not easily. Tunas are like six feet long. Yeah. I'm going to need everybody here to make a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, here we go. 25. Look at that. Beans is prepared. Yeah, uh, 22 for Dr. Crud. Six for Tobias. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to roll damage. It figures the quiet guy is the one that gets it, and the two loud mouths are the ones that get, get away. Yep. Them's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias, you are unpleasantly surprised by this uh, ginormous pot of cheese. You don't know what cheese is. You don't eat. You don't know it's hot. <laughs> You're going to take a 35 fire damage. Oh, oh wow. My. Dr. Crud is going to take half of that. Okay. Can I do a reaction spell, uh, absorb element just to lower some of that damage? I believe you can, yeah. You're observing the, the cheese heat? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he, uh, he, it just in reaction to feeling the heat, is his armor just activates this absorb element spell. He takes half the fire damage. Um, and, uh, he is an abjuration wizard, which gives him, when he casts an abjuration spell, he gets a projected ward. Uh, so he gets a shield that pops up around him, um, has 28 hit points. Um, I think absorbing some of the heat, um, the whatever liquids Tobias has in him to serve drinks, they start like heating up and boiling, and Tobias starts making like a whistling sound like a kettle. <laughs> yeah, so he, he does have like this vial of like this magical uh jug that just endlessly produces water and it's in there just going steam steaming boiling up like... inside him <laughs> oh so once again what was that damage so i can have it sorry about that so it's 35 half to 17 okay also 17 for dr crud i believe beans is evasion right correct so beans made the save is not going to take any damage uh, tobias you failed the save. You are covered in cheese. You're a cheesy boy. It's dripping down inside his helmet. It's getting all up in there, all his stuff. Thankfully, some of his stuff's in a bag of holding, but, um, you know, the spider that lives in his boot, not having a good time. Oh, shit, you're familiars. <laughs> they also take damage. Oh, that's just a spider. <laughs> Uh-oh, you're, you're seeing eye platypus. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, my. Um, yeah, they're all gonna take. Yeah, take, I think uh, he's toast. Uh, let's say, let's say seventy. I guess they all have evasion, right? Do you want to roll for them? Yeah, he does have evasion. He makes a dexterity throw to take only half damage. Oh, he did really well. Um, twenty-three to evade. That's a success. Take no damage. Okay. All right. Wow. It's the first time I've had to roll anything for the homunculus. So yeah, yeah. None of your pets are off limits here. Uh, Tobias, uh, I'm I'm sad to say that uh, it doesn't end here. You are covered in cheese, and it's very hot, and it's going to continue to do damage unless you do something. Uh, so you have one round to react. Okay. Uh, uh, first, I'll try a prestidigitation to see if I can clean it up. Would you like me to roll something, or what would you rule on this? Make an Arcana check, and I'm going to. Uh, so the way this works for the listeners at home, I'm going to give. Uh, a little bit of an introduction. This is technically a PvP session, a player versus player. I am DMing, but everything I use is somewhere in Boltzmann's character sheet. Which is ridiculous, by the way. 
<laughs> it is. <laughs> well, I had to I, I had to homebrew some rules uh, for PC to create traps because that's uh, there's no good rules for that. So the rules I made for that is uh, it takes a tools check and one hour of work. And the minimum tools check to succeed is 15. And the DC to spot or disable them is equal to the tools check. And the save DC when you run into a trap ranges from 10 when uh, the tool check is 15 to 20 when the tool check is 35. And damage also skills accordingly. So on that trap just now, I rolled a natural 20 for a 33. So uh, you're going to need to do a very good Akana check with your prestidigitation to, to, to disable this. I, I rolled a 14. Well, the good news is it's actually a really tasty cheese fondue. Tobias, you take another 20 damage. Which is of no comfort to you <laughs> as you slowly burn to death. <laughs> I'm looking to see if one of my natural medicines can help. I mean, we're in the kitchen, right? We could just throw some water on him. Yeah. Dr. Crud, you can also take a turn to, to heal Tobias in between. I'm not tricking initiative right now. Okay, uh, well, then I'm going to use my, my turn to do, while I'm looking for natural medicine, to do a little bit of a kooky surgery on him. The way this looks is he just starts licking the cheese off. <laughs> and he'll heal 21. Oh, great. Oh, thank you, Dr. Crown. <laughs> oh, this is fantastic. I'm going to give you some insight here, Tobias. Uh, this cheese is stretchy. You're going to keep taking this damage until you get it off of you, which is going to be a strength check, or uh, you need to move until like the stretch is so thin that uh, it's not going to be enough volume to hurt you anymore. Ah, okay. Well, how many turns will it take for Dr. Crud to consume it all? Make a uh, <laughs> constitution check, Dr. Crud. <laughs> a check or a saving throw? A check. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a dirty 20. A dirty 20 is good, but it's not, it's not going to be good enough to eat, to eat this boiling hot cheese off of a, off of a <laughs> boiling armor. So in other words, it won't work. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to try, uh, downing the, a potion of giant strength and then trying that, uh, strength check with a plus five. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Try that. Uh, 12. 12. Uh, not good enough. You can... I'm sorry. So one of my components is called chill pow powder. I can use three. You're going to take another 32 damage, Tobias. <laughs> now, Dr. Crud, what do you do? <laughs> I can use three components to use chill pow powder. A, I will do to cold damage to him. Will that cool him off and freeze the cheese? Hashtag freeze the cheese. <laughs> I think so, but you're going to do some cold damage to Tobias, <laughs> yes, but it would end the effect. <laughs> yes, I will. To end the effect, I will do damage, and I will, uh, you know, continue to lick him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, so I'm going to use three components. I'm going to mark that off. Natural medicines. I use three of my components. And then you're going to take eight plus my dex mod. So you're going to take 10 cold damage. And Dr. Crud, you're going to take three fire damage for licking boiling hot cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so worth it. <laughs> oh, man. So I want to apply a quick patch to myself. You have like 20 of those, right? Oh, I got, yeah, I got a ton. 
So that's going to actually put me right back up where I was and I'm going to continue doing, okay. How, how much damage have you taken Tobias? Um, okay. So I'm at 73 because I had to eat through my projected ward first. So my ward is gone. I'm going to cast another arcane ward to reduce the, the, the next fire or, or the last, I don't know. I froze it. You're, you're good. Oh, now. it's frozen. Okay. Um, yeah, that's why you took that damage from me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I did take that, so I'm at <laughs> 73 right now. Tobias, uh, just visually, you're covered in frozen cheese from here on out. <laughs> so how much healing do you need to get you back up to full is what my question was. Okay, so I'm at 73 out of 103, so I guess uh, 20 math, somewhere around 30. 32. Uh, DM, I would argue that having frozen cheese... Uh, on your body would constitute constitute um, an an armor bonus. It feels like a resin <laughs> a resin coating. Yeah, <laughs> look at this. This is great. Yeah, I think you're gonna have a cheese ward instead of your uh, projected like ward. In addition to your arcane arca arca ward, <laughs> <laughs> your the, the cheese is going to absorb some of the damage if you uh, if you take take uh, bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage. Doctor Crud's gonna hit you upside the head with a. Uh, with a quick patch, don't do that again, and you'll heal for 24. <laughs> Next time, jump out of the way. <laughs> Tobias, uh, you can be healed by by Dr. Crud, right? Just not by magic. Um, so the way it's described is it says, can't be healed, uh, targeted by spells that only target humanoids. So um, this is not a spell. This yeah. is natural medicine. You're good. Okay. Dr. Crud is just... Uh, Everything I do is natural. I have no magic <laughs> whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. You're just healing uh, an animated armor with uh, with quick patches. He's patching me up. It's like duct tape patches. And my tongue. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's just got some, like, um, wax. He's just buffing, buffing the dents out. Look, I make it work. Don't think too hard on it. <laughs> he just spits on a rack and goes, this will buff right out. <laughs> uh, Dr. Crud. You hear a little message inside your ear, and it says, Ah, Dr. Crud, here to take my belongings, are you? How very dare you? We came in the friend door. And then you started stealing what was mine. Ha! It's food. You don't even eat. It's the art objects I care about. All right, guys, he's, he's being unreasonable. <laughs> Violence has been done to uh, Tobias. And he's got to keep messing with us, so we got to go get him. Did Yeah, did we hear him talk, or did it was just like a voice in Crud's head? Dr. Crud the third's head. That was the voice in Crud's, in Crud's head. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, meanwhile, Beans is still, like, crouched over the tuna, turns around and goes, What's going on? Beans, just keep following us. You're good. E enjoy your tuna. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, why is Tobias covered in cheese? Uh, <laughs> reasons. Oh, okay. <laughs> Non-fish reasons. So yeah, you really oh, don't care. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. No, it's okay. So what do you do now? As a reminder, there's a door you came from. Uh, there's a door right in front of you, and there's an elevator door here. The servant pointed you to the door right in front of you. Yeah, but if we go up the elevator, he's going to cut the the cables, and we're going to fall to our dance. And so I'm going to continue <laughs> through the door. Okay. <laughs> As you enter this door, you see a room again very different from from uh the ones you've seen 
This is electrically lit, concrete floor. It's lined with cables, strange machinery, scientific equipment everywhere. Uh, you see liquid containers, disassembled weaponry, uh, refrigerated body parts of giant spiders. Dr. Crud, you recognize several medical projects you've been collaborating on with Boltzmann, uh, among which what appears to be a small clone of a giant worm. On the side of the room, straight ahead of you, there is an aquarium lining the wall, which is filled with crabs, just, and they, they're all like little metal uh, compartments. They're, they're part, they're all cyber crabs. There's um, two doors here. There's one door to your left, and then there's one door uh, on the other side of the room. I knew he had crabs. As you come in, Dr. Crud, uh, perched on a large fog machine, is the little red-headed pigeon man that you saw in the uh, in the statue, and it's softly cooing. Hi there, hello, you're a pigeon. I am Tobias. <laughs> uh, Tobias, are you approaching the pigeon? Or is Dr. Crud uh, next to the... Ne Dr. Crud is next to the pigeon, right? Because he entered the room first. Yeah, I'm behind Crud still, but I wave at it. Tobias, you, you see this pigeon, you recognize it as a homunculus servant, and as you do, it screams loudly, swivels its little human head, and it releases a coiling black miasma from its mouth, which surges into Dr. Crud's trunk. And uh, make a wisdom saving throw, please. Oh, I'm good at that. I'm very wise. That's going to be a 25. A 25? That's good enough. You're very fortunate. I'm very wise. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That was going to be a curse, uh, but you expel it from your trunk with a, uh, with a... <laughs> sneeze. <laughs> to sneeze. You got a great immune system, Dr. Crud. This uh, pigeon is, is ready. It's, it's flying up. Do you want to do anything else or do you let it go? I think I, think I yell at it. Uh, Boltzmann, we just want to talk because I know homunculuses, you can sense, you can hear and see what it does. So... I don't think Dr. Crud realized what happened. He just had to sneeze, so he's not going to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Crud, that would have uh, uh, shrunk you <laughs> to half your size. And you would have had to speak with a squeaky voice, but uh, you should be happy you made that safe. <laughs> Can we do that? Uh, <laughs> no, we're not going to do it again. <laughs> no, I earned no, those two inches. Do it again. Yeah, you I earned, earned that. You fully, you fully earned that. That was a good... That was a, <laughs> Boltzmann's saving throw is, saving 30C is very high, so if you make it, uh, you gotta, you gotta be happy about it. Uh, this pigeon person flies away, and, um, yeah, you look a little bit further into this workshop, and right on the opposite side of the room, opposite, right on the opposite side of the room, you, a big machine, which is continually humming and smoking, and as you look at it, it pings and spits out what you recognize as an umbrella hat. The other side of the machine is continually printing out umbrella hat flyers and merchandise. It seems that Boltzmann has been trying to set up a business on the side selling umbrella hats. Uh, as you examine this, you also uh, turn around because Beans doesn't seem to be there. And that's because Beans is pressed up against the glass of the tank with the giant worm in. <laughs> oh, Beans, I, I, kill, I rode one of those the other day. I know, I, I saw one as well, but there's a little one. You want it? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I, can I have it, Crud? Please, can, can I be my birthday present? Dr. Crud breaks the glass, takes the worm. All yours, buddy. I want a riding worm. Okay, Dr. Crud, 
breaks the glass, takes the worm. There's something else going on right now. As this pigeon left, uh, the fog machine started spitting out fog, and it's slowly starting to cloud up the room, uh, which Tobias, I suppose, doesn't notice since he's, he's, he's got blindsight. But both Beans and Dr. Crud uh, start to see less and less as the room fills with smoke. But you've got your giant worm baby, so you're very excited. Crud, <laughs> uh, do you want me to do anything about this, this, this fog? Seems a bit of a bit of a buzzkill. Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, go ahead. You want me to put this worm in your in your pocket? Oh, uh, well, I mean, in in the in the beans pocket. Sorry. Yeah, in yeah. Put that pocket. in the beans pocket. Okay. Um, so beans is going to just uh, reach into like he's got a little um, strap just on his lower back, and he pulls out a small fan and goes, "Okay," which is a a, a wind fan. So with it, um, he can cast gust of wind. And just goes okay, flap 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 flap, and a gust of wind disperses gas or vapor, and extinguishes candles, torches, and blah 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 blah. The important thing is it blasts away all this fog. Amazing! How long does it last? Because this machine is continually producing fog. It it's concentration up to one minute for gust of wind. Okay, so we've probably got time to do stuff. Yeah, Dr. Crud's going to look for the off button on the machine. Okay. Um, can you all tell me your, your passive perceptions and investigations, by the way? Yep. I think mine's the same. Uh, 17 across the board. Uh, I'm 14 on uh, perception, but 19 on investigation. 18 and 19. 18 and 19. So uh, where, where did the, the homunculus fly off to? Did it go through a door or... Yes, the homunculus went through the door on the left. Dr. Crud, uh, you notice something in this room. While it's not foggy right now, you notice there's a trap door to your right. On the ground, there's just, uh, you notice like there's some dank smell there, down there. There's, there's some sort of mechanism which would probably uh, spring and, and uh, drop whoever's standing on it into a lower level. All right, guys, there's a trap door right there. Do not stand on it. Beans, I know you won't, but Tobias, stay away. You are a trouble-seeking robot. What, what's a robot? We'll get into that later. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to go look for the off button to this machine. You start looking for the off button to this machine. You can't find it. You can make a, let's say, an investigation check or arcana. <laughs> I, I have an idea. I have an idea. Beans has an idea. So. There must be this some sort of like exhaust pipe for this machine where all the smoke is coming out of, right? Crush it. No, no, I was going to say, Tobias, do you have like any spare, this is going to hurt me to say, but any spare boots? <laughs> uh, I do happen to have a spare of boot, pair of boots, yes. Pulls, pulls out a leather pair of boots. Oh, lovely. So I, I, we only need one, but how... Uh, Monkeys, could you go get me a, a, a like a grapefruit or a potato or something? Just to, we stick that in the pipe, cover it with the boot. All the smoke will back up and make havoc. And then we gotta leave before it explodes. The monkeys no longer listen to your commands. Okay, it's good. Good thing we've got half a tuna. You stick half a tuna into the into the exhaust pipe. It's it's going to to have an effect, but for now your wind fan is still active. We're going to get smoked tuna, everyone. Nice. Mmm, tasty. 
can I use my artificer proficiencies it, uh, and tools to uh, tinker with that trapdoor? Yes. And see if I can delicately open it up without triggering anything? Yeah, you can. Dr. Crud is going to have one hand on his collar while he does it because he knows he's going to go in if he doesn't. Just chuck a boot on it. <laughs> okay, what would you like me, how, how would you like me to roll that? Roll a tinker's tools check. This is uh, intelligence plus proficiency. Okay. Oh, by the way, my investigation was a seven, so. Okay. Uh, 25. Yeah, you are able to uh, basically open this trap door and uh, just, you can move it however you want. And at 25, you can do whatever you want with it. Okay, yeah, I just want to delicately open it up enough to see down further to see what's under. Okay, you appear to be looking into a dank basement, a dungeon, I guess. Is there any kind of, do I detect any tra like trap on the door that would like... On a 25, you, you see the principle here. There you see bars on the other side. Had you fallen through this, you the trap door would have closed up and you would be locked in a cell below this, below this actual room. Oh, uh, okay. And... If I poke my head in, do I see anything interesting going on in there? Um, I suppose if you poke your head in, uh, also in this dungeon, you see a lot of spectral monkey servants on, on like, uh, bikes generating energy, which, uh, explains to your <laughs> artificer mind how this house is running on electricity. And then, then over at one of the other side, you just see a load more on typewriters. They're like, we'll get it eventually. It, it looks like that's the monkey motor room. To banana or not to banana? That is the question. <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, is there another door in this room? Yeah, and um, you, the, yeah, the, the wind fan is starting to run out. You haven't figured out how to turn the machine off. Uh, so, f well, it's going to have a f effect the tuna, but you're gonna, it's going to be best if you uh, move Leave? quickly. Yes. Yeah, let's get out. <laughs> yeah. Get, As get you out, step forward... Out you hear a fluttering as the many umbrella hats that are on the floor begin to move and start to attack everybody here. Roll an initiative. <laughs> 19. Living umbrella hat. 22. 17. I wish I had a plan. Run. That works, yeah. Do that. So that's first going to be beans. Run for the door. Um, yep. I... Punch one and run for the door. <laughs> or, or kick one. Okay. Uh, which which door are you running to? I don't know. The one on the other side of the room? Uh, like this one on the other side of the trap door, which is currently open, I think. And this one uh, directly to your left. Uh, what do you think, Crud? Well, we've been to the one on the left. That just takes us back into the kitchen. We should head deeper in because we got to find... Huh? No, no. There's one, there's one directly to the left uh, of the kitchen door. Oh, that one then. Next room. Yeah, okay. We'll kick one to uh, activate my mobile feat of um, not getting attack of opportunity. Attack of opportunity. That's that's a that's a word. That's a word, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, not not going to get whacked in the backside on the way because I've punched something. So and I rolled a tw twenty nine to hit. So just kick something and run. Actually, beans with the mobile feat. I think you get. You're immune to opportunity attacks from the creatures that you attacked. Boo, let me find it. So you can punch one and be immune from... Uh, from that creature, yeah. Opportunity attacks from one. 
But if you do move uh, without a disengage, you're going to get some attacks of opportunity. Okay. What if I what if I punch it and then I like hold it up so any attacks of opportunity will go against the, <laughs> the hat? You can do that. <laughs> like a like an umbrella shield. So if you if you'll let that go, then I'll do that. What are you doing exactly? Uh, you basically uh, uh, kick one of the umbrella hats up. You catch it, and then you use it as a shield to as you back up towards the door. When all the other umbrella hats like pile on, they only hit the other, the umbrella hat you're holding. Amazing. Uh, make a make an athletics check. I mean, my athletics is not great, so I would much rather acrobatics. But athletics, it is. That's a fourteen because I got a fifteen minus one. Oof. The umbrella had rolled a seventeen, so uh, you fail to. Grab hold of this uh, umbrella hat. It's too, it's too <laughs> agile. Ah, it's too strong. And there's, there's too many of them. It's, it's just very distracting. You have uh, another attack left. It's your turn. It is okay. Uh, and handy way of. Well, I mean, I've already used the attack action, so I technically get to attack again with it. So, uh, that's a twenty-one to hit. That hits. I didn't actually do any damage the, the first time around, so I'll, I'll stick those in now. Uh, so. Total damage is also 21 damage for those two hits. Uh, the first one was a grapple, so you don't do any damage with that. Okay, fair enough. All right, just uh, just the maths. Tw- uh, 12 damage then. 12 damage. You crush this uh, umbrella hat beneath your paws. And also, while, while I'm looking at it, um, with a gust of wind, it says, as a bonus action on each of my turns before the spell ends, I can change the direction in which the line blasts from you. So I point it at all the umbrella hats to blow them away, and each of them has to succeed on a DC 13 strength check. How many umbrella hats are there? Uh, you crushed one. There's 11 left. Yeah. I, I should probably also point out that due to the shape of an umbrella hat, <laughs> they catch the wind quite a lot so disadvantage <laughs> they should roll with disadvantage yeah that's a very good point <laughs> yeah you ever try to walk with an umbrella the wind's getting that thing okay so i'm going to roll with disadvantage that's a very good point uh i need to make a string oh saving throw for 11 umbrella hats <laughs> so i need to roll 22 dice i did this to myself good job beans you brought it upon yourself what's the dc uh, 13. It's not particularly high, but... That's why the disadvantage helps a lot. Yeah. What direction are you pointing them in? Um, probably towards the machine, the smoke machine that's causing all that bother. Okay, so you're basically moving them out of the way. Pretty much, yeah, so we can get a clear shot out. Okay, they got a minus three to uh, their strength saving throw, <laughs> so they need a 16. <laughs> And they're rolling with disadvantage, and <laughs> every one of them fails. <laughs> hey! <laughs> yeah, your your fan token uh, throws all the umbrella hats uh, prone against the fog machine. It's just they're they're covering the walls. Uh, you have a quick moment to make a getaway if you if you want. Yeah, uh, disengage, run out the door. Yes, please. Oh right, they're all piled up. Yeah. Uh, we shouldn't need to disengage because they're all. Yeah far enough away aren't they we just hoof it murder walk yes all three of you hoof it into the next room yeah you open the door to your left there's stairs which go up here 
And uh, I guess Beans goes first. Yeah. Right, stairs are good, everyone, I think. Okay, cardio, cardio. <laughs> oh, I haven't moved so long. Beans pocket. Oh. Well, it, it's a worm pocket right now, buddy. I'm sorry. I, I no no no. It was. I'm not. I'm not asking you to go in there. I'm just saying I've spent so much time in there. My cardio is really suffering. Well, now you got a hundred thousand stairs to make up for it. <sighs> Yay! The stairs are not that long. They're just. Uh, you you come at the end of the stairs very soon. Do you close the door behind you or? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes, I think so. Okay. Uh, who's in the back? I'll be in the back. I think I had the, the last initiative, so that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Beans, you run up the stairs, and as you hear Tobias close the door behind you, you come into the next room. Uh, you come to a large library, which is filled with books on... Yeah, you only... Beans, Beans likes to read law books, right? Yeah, pretty much. I think you, you're not even spotting what, what, what these books are about. But you do see that the floor and the shelves, the bookshelves, are made of hardwood. It smells musty. There are no windows, just lanterns hanging from the shelves and a ladder leaning against the, the back wall. As you run in here, that's not what catches your attention. There's two things here. Uh, you hear a familiar voice. I'm up here, you morons. <laughs> Come and get me. And when you look up all the way at the top, 20 feet up, a door hidden behind a bookcase swings open with a creak, and you see a familiar figure. Boltzmann. The brain in a jar on wheels is wearing an army helmet and cocking a full-on semi-automatic rifle. <laughs> and uh, the second thing you notice is, as you run into this uh, library, you step on the wood-paneled floor, uh, your foot sinks through it into a thick layer of mud. You crash through the fake floorboards, and I'm going to ask you to make a strength-saving throw to see if you can avoid getting sucked into this churning mud. Well. You can walk on water, right? So I guess you get advantage on the strength-saving throw. Well, that that's good, because I have a minus one to strength. So let's see whether this is even possible. Get some of that. Oh, yeah. With I rolled a five and a six, so not amazing, not amazing. Yeah, that's not going to do it. So it's a six, six minus one. Yep. All right, Beans, you run into this library as you are looking up toward Boltzmann, uh, pointing his rifle at you. You are too busy to notice the floorboard sinking away under your feet. Is everybody getting bigger? You are stuck neck deep. You're not that big. In uh, in magical, uh, churning, smelly mud. And that's going to be your turn. Uh, I guess we're going to Crud's turn. Okay, so seeing beans sink into the floor, boards, Dr. Crud is going to use parkour to start springing off the sides of the walls to get up to Hoff, to get up to Boltzmann. Okay. Are you attempting to jump over the entire room, or are you going to climb along the wall? Um, he's parkouring up along the wall to go get up to that level. Okay, it's going to be a little bit longer because this, this room is like 20 feet long and 20 feet wide. Boltzmann is 20 feet up. So you can make, I think you are automatically able to climb at half your speed, right? If it's a bookshelf, it's not going to be too difficult. Dr. Crud is a, is a very fit guy. 
Well, he's also putting some flips and jumps and stuff to be able to get up there quicker. That's that's what parkour is. Yeah, sure. So you want to you want to make an acrobatics check? Yes, I do. Give me an acrobatics check then. Thank you, because I get a plus ten in that. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be a twenty nine. Twenty nine, amazing. What's your speed, Doctor Crud? My speed is thirty. Uh, thirty. Uh, where do you want to go? Do you want to go up? Do you want to go around first? Do you want to do all at the same time? All at the same time. I want to, preferably, I'd like to come down on, on right behind Boltzmann. So my next action could be just to push him over into the mud. Yeah, he's like in a secret tunnel uh, coming out into this, this room. So you can't pop up behind him, but you could climb up to him. Well, then how about I, instead of popping behind him, I pop down on top of him like I'm on his shoulders. He's right at the very top, so I don't think that's going to work. Uh, okay, then I'll just get up to him, just grab him by the collar. Does he have a collar? All right, um, you're going to need to you're going to need to climb around the room, right? So it's a total of forty feet around and then twenty feet up. So it's going to be a sixty foot of movement. What's your what's your speed again? Thirty. I think you're getting there halfway, like you're you're thirty feet in. Oh, okay, a diagonally. <laughs> yeah, you're climbing, you're climbing diagonally. Yeah. That way it's not 20 and then 30. I'm going to I'm going to give you an, an an extra 10 feet uh because you're parkouring, like you're skipping the corners, so you're uh 20 feet away from Bolsman. Like you're right on the uh are you moving on to the left wall or the right wall? Please, which way am I going? Left or right? I I don't know. I'm 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 a bit stuck. You got a better view than I do. Do I? I guess we're going left. Okay, you're climbing up. Um, you're climbing up on the left wall, and you're about uh, ten feet high, and climbing up toward the wall that Boltzmann is on. That's going to be Tobias's turn. I'd like to, before taking any steps in, kind of simultaneously cast a, a, a detect magic and see if I can that can give me a clue as to what's going on in the floor and the traps here. Tobias. Tobias, would you mind just turning the light off, please? Where is the light coming from? Probably just a light switch somewhere. There's torches in this room. Uh, lanterns. Just, you know, by the door, just just walk over it, just turn it off. <laughs> Do I see a light switch right there without having to enter? <laughs> is this electric light? Oh, no. There's no light switch here. <laughs> All right, I'm going to do the detect magic with my action. Oh, Okay. You're going to do a detect magic with your action. There's a lot of magic here. Uh, first of all, like the walls, everything is, pretty much everything is magic. But you do notice some uh, specific variants. Make an arcana check for me. Uh, 14. 14. Okay. On a 14, you notice that are, there are different uh, spells that work here. You don't notice any details, but you see... Where Boltzmann is standing, uh, there's magic there. Uh, there's magic on the uh, left side of the door, in particular, and there's magic under, under underground, like uh, b right below Doctor Crud. There's magic. Oh, okay. And there's magic on the on the ground, like the mud that Beans is in. Is there a floor in the room that is not that trap that Beans in it is in? You see that the spell that Beans is in is the entire floor. Covers the entire floor. Yeah. Don't stand on his head. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> okay. I think 
Is, uh, how far is Beans from me right now standing in the doorway? Beans is right before you. He just walked into it and, and sunk through the floor. I just I did spend my action on the dispel on, on the detect magic, but I was wondering if I could try a check to just provide the help action to help yank him out. I did take that potion of troll strength, so I'm just or a uh, hill giant strength, so I'm gonna try to Yeah, just pull me out. Pull me out. Pull me out. Can it just maybe count as help for his action? Oh trust me, and... advantage won't do much. I'm so weak. <laughs> sure, I will allow you this time to because you check the potion of uh, giant strength. You can you can give an a help action as a bonus action and uh, give advantage on Bean's next save. Okay. Uh, then it's Boltzmann's turn after you, and Boltzmann unhooks two enormous buckets which you see hanging on the ceiling. Uh, this is a purely flavor, uh, so. Don't complain about me not describing them before. <laughs> uh, with a big heave, Boltzmann unhooks both of them in one go, and they come crashing down. We've 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 all seen the scene in Home Alone, right? Beans is right in the in the mud, and the buckets fly by just a hair's breadth over. Oh, no. <laughs> Tobias is in the doorway, braces himself, but the buckets. Uh, you're right in the in the center between the buckets, and uh. They crash against the the wall, against the bookcase itself. And uh, they splash the entire wall and most of the room in a fuming luminescent green liquid because these buckets seem not to be filled with paint, but with radioactive waste. Glad I'm up here. <laughs> All these old tomes are sizzling. There's a sickening green light hanging in the room now spreading. And at the start of everyone's turn, uh, you uh, will have to make a constitution saving throw. Uh, Tobias, you have Detect Magic active. Yes. Yeah, you notice that this spell uh, came from the left portion of the wall where you notice that uh, little magic. Okay, it's, it's gone now, now that the trap has gone, or is it... Um, is there still actually, magic there? With your blind sight, uh, you notice that uh, there is uh, a door there. So you don't see a wall, you see a door there. Oh, okay. And that's going to be Boltzmann's turn. It's Bean's turn. Make a constitution saving throw, please. Okay. 13. 13 is not going to do it. Beans is getting radiation poisoning. Beans, you take 32 radiant damage and a level of exhaustion. Well, that doesn't sound good. It's not. And you are now uh, emitting uh, green light yourself. <laughs> what are you going to do with your turn? Panic. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um. I I rolled the strength saving uh, the yeah the strength saving throw to try and get out of of the muddy goop, if at all possible. Uh, I rolled an eighteen from well, nineteen minus one, eighteen. That's with advantage. Yep. Rolled a nineteen and a seven. So you can use an action to uh, restrict to to pull yourself out of this mud, and um, you didn't actually need the help of help action. You are uh, ending the restrained condition. You can pull yourself out of this mud. You can either uh, try and move through the mud, or you can try and climb up the wall like Crud did. Um. Well, I think that it would be the good idea because. Quite handily, being a monk, I can run on, run up walls. That's right. You could move your full movement. Yeah, so I will also use my feline agility 
to double my movement speed for this turn to bring my <laughs> movement speed up to 120 feet. For sure, yes. Would that be enough to get up to Boltzmann? If not, I can make it more. <laughs> where uh, where are you running? Uh, are you running like uh, a first climbing up and then running around? Or just running? Um, I think it would basically just be uh, like running straight up the wall and then, you know, like a, like a um, motorcycle, uh, you know, like a motorbike, like um, wall of death thing, where you basically just keep going round and round and round, and eventually you kind of end up driving on the, like inside the ball. Yeah, you end up on the inside of it, like right, on the roof. Basically, just runs up, um, straight up the wall onto the ceiling, and <laughs> runs upside down. Amazing. You run over the ceiling. He thinks even even Boltzmann wouldn't trap the ceiling. <laughs> No, indeed he wouldn't. Uh, you run up the ceiling, run over the ceiling toward uh, Boltzmann. And uh, as he's standing there with uh, the, cocked, uh, the cocked weapon, you run into this. Yeah, you, you can move there until your turn. I guess like during your turn, you can stand there. But as you reach the image, you uh, touch it and you notice that uh, Boltzmann isn't actually there. Bastard. This is an extremely realistic illusion, so realistic that it uh, fooled even Tobias's blind sense because it's uh, it's it's providing uh, <laughs> sonorant feedback. Above game, is this like a major image or something like that? This is a major image, yeah, an upcast major image. Okay. <laughs> uh, so beans, you're standing here on the ceiling, trying to punch a uh, wall which you thought was a robot brain in a jar. What do you do? Look confused. Um, okay. This is not great. Okay. Um, right, I'm just going to go... You've used 60 feet of your movements. Yes, okay. Uh, while we're up here, I'll just do a quick uh, <laughs> perception check to see if there was anything anything else like up there that seems, seems suitably interesting. I know there was the ladder, but uh, that's uh, uh, an unnatural 20. Uh, on... At dirty twenty, you uh, let me check the DC on this. Of course, everything looks upside down. But there's a lot in this room, so I'm I'm checking what the DC is for everything. Oh, you hear that, boys? There's more to get damaged by. There's <laughs> <laughs> always more. You had a twenty. You don't notice anything in particular on a twenty. Actually, you notice this ladder is a trap. It's it's going to break as soon as you would uh, step on it. Uh, not as soon as you would step on it, but as soon as you get to a point where you would fall down. So now, Beans, uh, you have 60 feet of movement left. And you could hold on to the bookshelf. So you can end your turn anywhere. You can still use your movement. Uh, you haven't used an action yet. Uh, no, I'm going to... Yeah, I'm just going to end it like on top of one of the bookcases. I'm just going to sit on top of it and just poke at that bit of the ladder and just go, just go, boink, and the whole thing go... Yeah. <laughs> Knocking books off the shelf. Okay, this high up, you're uh, outside of the radius of the of the uh, sickening radiance. That's going to be Dr. Crudstern. Make a constitution saving throw. You're not up high enough, unfortunately. 19. Come on, give me the damages. That's going to be 27 radiant damage for Dr. Crud and a level of exhaustion. Oof. Okay, Dr. Crud's going to finish making it to the platform that... Uh... The holographic Boltzmann is standing on, laughing at us. Okay, 
you make it up to beans. You're standing, you, yeah, you're hanging on the shelf next to beans. I'm not going to make you do an acrobatics check for that. Uh, but you are starting to get exhausted. Are you going to do anything else? Yes, uh, he's going to deploy his auto docked and set it down to go grab Tobias to bring him up here. <laughs> <laughs> What's the strength of your auto dock? He could carry 200 pounds. Are you more than 200 pounds? No. Then yes, he can grab him. Okay. All right. I am looking to see if I got something that will allow me to get rid of the exhaustion, but I don't know. Uh, da, 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 da. Exhaustion is quite difficult to get rid of. Uh, you would need a greater restoration spell. I know you don't have spells, but that's what it would take magically. But with one level of exhaustion, the only problem you have right now is you, you take disadvantage on ability checks. For now, I'm looking. You can move on while I'm looking. All right. Tobias, you are carried up by a drone uh, to the ceiling of the room. You have a lot more information about this room than the others do. Guys, I realize I do have a, a dispel magic prepared. <laughs> Which of these effects is worst? Probably the sickening radiance, right? Can we not just dispel the entire mansion? Yeah, I would do that. I have no idea. Which is exactly what I asked you to do before we came in this place. <laughs> but it's so much funnier that he had it all the time. <laughs> yeah, starting out playing with a high-level caster, very confusing. Uh, don't recommend it. He's basically just like up there with us, like rummaging around in his <laughs> yeah. back. Like He's like, guys, you're going to laugh at this. I had to spell magic all along. I mean, I'm going to um, defer to our DM on um, dispelling this. You can, uh, you're going to cast dispel magic on the entire mansion? Say yes. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Say yes. Uh, yep. <laughs> give, me an, uh, yes. give me an intelligence check. You don't have fatigue, so you don't get disadvantage. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, just, oh no. I rolled a two, so six. That's not going to be enough to dispel a magnificent <laughs> mansion. <laughs> uh, if I'm burning the spell slot, can I at least get rid of that sickening radiance going on? <laughs> um, yeah, you can't, unfortunately. If you cast a spell magic, you select one magical effect that you're trying to dispel. So okay. it wasn't enough to, uh, uh, to dispel the magnificent mansion. It wouldn't have been enough to dispel the, the actual... Uh, Sickening radiance, so so don't worry too much about it. Um, with only a bonus action remaining, uh, I don't think I have any real options left. I think I am going to tell them I did sense a door over in that corner, and um, in my turn, I'll point it out to them. All right, the it's Boltzmann's turn. The uh, the illusion continues firing uh, its semi-automatic rifle into the mud where you're presuming to be. You notice now no bullets are coming out. It's just loud noises and sparks and, uh, and a very dangerous looking boltsman. Well, that's enough to scare Beans. It's Beans' turn. Okay. <sighs> Hopefully we're near the end. So what, what Tobias, the, the door down there? Is yeah, that, that corner, right over there. Uh, meanwhile, Beans is like licking the mud off his fur. It's like, <sighs> okay. Oh, I should have stretched. Ugh. Okay. But hey, let's go check this door. Down we go. 
Hey, climb, climb down the bookcase. You're going to have to go through the sickening radiance if you're going to go into this door. Didn't you say there was a hallway behind where the phantasm boltsman was standing? It was illusory. Oh, okay. Well, I guess. Uh, unless, unless, actually, uh, how bright is the area, like, above, um, you know, on top of the bookshelves? It's not super bright. I'd say it's dim light. Okay. Um, and how bright is it around, like, that, that door, like, alcove area? Is that also dim light? Also dim light, yes. I teleport. <laughs> Amazing. Like, I'll be back in a moment, guys. Okay. Here I am. Beans jumps into the into the opening, and you find yourself in a completely different place. Uh, thick green carpet, wood paneling, a warm fire, and two armchairs. There's a big window looking out over the void, and a drink card manned by the actual Mr. Langley himself. And Boltzmann is perched in one of the armchairs, a glass of fine cognac in one hand and a thick tome in front of him. And he looks up and says, Ah, beans. I didn't expect you'd make it this far. Well, well, well. Let's rumble. And he grabs the bottle of cognac, smashes it over his head, sets it on fire with a flick of his thumb and rolls forward <laughs> armchair and all as harpoons and guns spring forth from the side dress and, Ming Lang and Mr. Langley draws an arcane cannon from his back. I throw my boomerang at him. <laughs> uh, yeah, make it a deck roll. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, that's the wrong one. 29. On a 29... Boltzmann throws up an arcane shield, and you pass it. That's the exact AC right now. Ooh. <laughs> so uh, he throws up the arcane shield, and the boomerang hits it, and just ever so slowly keeps going. Yeah. Roll for damage. Uh, make your make your uh, arcane effects. I don't know what the what the boomerang does. <laughs> you will. Okay, so that's uh, ten, ten bludgeoning damage. And as it hits, um, the spell contained within it activates, which will be silence, I think. So so within that, uh, a 20-foot radius sphere emanates from that spot. And within that sphere, no sound can get out and everyone inside it is completely deafened. And any spells that require verbal components cannot be cast. Amazing. That is a great turn. Um, and I shout through the door. It's like, uh, the actual the actual Boltzmann's in here, guys. Might want to come in. His monkey looks angry. On the way. Do you want to make any other attacks? Um, shit. Um, I'm just having a look to see if I can use my. I think I'm not sure I can use my bonus action to hide, but I would very much like to. So many, so many words. <laughs> I think Beans is fast enough to be able to sprint to, like, uh, a little nook of this room, hide behind an armchair. Yeah. So that 10 damage, and especially within the silence, is going to be very disorienting. So that's going to be Beans' turn, and it's Dr. Crud. Dr. Crud is going to look at Tobias, say, don't hurt yourself on the way down, and he's going to surf his auto-dock down through the door. <laughs> You're going to have to go through the sickening radiance. Uh, 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 Boltzmann made his concentration. 
So, but you can definitely do that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Are you going to go through the second ingredients? Not if I can help it. <laughs> Make a constitution save. Uh, that's going to be constitution. That's going to be a dirty 20. A dirty 20 is unfortunately not enough to pass Boltzmann's save DC. It's a, <laughs> of course it's not. It's, it's a DC 21. <laughs> You're almost there. <laughs> but uh, you only take 15 more damage and another level of exhaustion, which means your speed is now halved. That's okay. I'm flying in my auto dock now. Yeah, you are. Uh, you don't need your speed. No, I don't. Uh, what's, the what's the speed of your auto dock? Uh, 30, just like mine. Okay, uh, you get into this room, you uh, can see Boltzmann, you're not in melee range with him. Hi, Boltzmann. He can't hear you. Ducked. Oh, he's in an area of silence. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know you couldn't talk. Okay, just listen, and you can nod or... Oh, he can't hear. Or you can he shake. can't hear. Oh, he can't hear either? No. I think Dr. Crud also enters this area of silence, since it's a 20-foot radius. Yeah, it's pretty big. So you, you just get... The, si the, the sound just leaves the room. Okay, in that case, Dr. Crud's going to throw the warrant at him instead of reading it. <laughs> but uh, I still do have my action, so I'm going to actually tie the, uh, the warrant to a uh, crossbow bolt and shoot him. What are you going to attach to your crossbow bolt? The, the warrant for, uh, for <laughs> moving day. Okay, make an attack roll. Technically counts as being served, yeah. That's fine. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, Boltzmann's AC is 29 right now. <laughs> well, that's all fine and dandy because I just roll a crit. <laughs> uh, Amazing. So on, on a crit with a level 14, I do an automatic organ harvest. <laughs> <laughs> Boltzmann's right. only got Spider one legs. organ left. Yeah, Boltzmann's only got one organ. <laughs> well, that. I'm going to allow you to... They're not organs. They're limbs. So here, okay, well, here's the thing. On a crit, I get to <laughs> harvest an organ. So if he only has the one organ... Yeah. Because usually it takes three organs to get down to zero HP. If he only has the one, <laughs> then he goes down to zero HP. The brain gets knocked out of the jar, surely. Like, the the crossbow <laughs> bolt goes through the shield. Yeah. Smacks him on the in the jar... He falls off his chair. The brain falls out of the jar. I think the crossbow bolt goes goes through the shield, through the container, into into Boltzmann's brain. It <laughs> <laughs> pulls it up against the against the glass window. <laughs> I think we could probably end your concentration there. I reckon. No, honestly, Doctor Crud. <laughs> yeah, do you have do you have anything attached to your crossbow or no? But you the warrant. Yeah, what's going to happen is uh, the crossbow bolt is going through the glass container, picks up the brain, goes out the other end, and you affix Boltzmann's brain out of its body at one hit point to the other side of the study. And the, the warrant just unfurls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've taken Boltzmann out of his jar. He's going to die very soon if you don't do anything. Oh, he... he, he... Dr. Crow's not going to let him die. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think this uh, constitutes a failed concentration check and the all the effects <laughs> of sickening radiance immediately drop. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. I feel better. 
Draft floor is still there. <laughs> that was a non-concentration spell. He used like all the non-concentration spells there are. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, let me ask this. Are we now out of initiative? Yes, you're out of initiative. Okay. Dr. Crud's going to walk over to Boltzmann and he's going to, uh, well, he's going to do a little co- kooky surgery. <laughs> what's, what's Dr. Crud going to do? Well, he's going to straighten some of the folds. <laughs> At doing this, he's going to give him 21 HP back. Let me roll. Uh, he's going to wake up in four hours. And so he's going to wake up on the other side of the wall. <laughs> Inside his body or uh, just the brain? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm not going to do that to him. No, he's, he's going to wake up with 21 hit points on the other side of the wall in his body. With the warrant taped to the glass. So when he w- opens his eyes, he can see the warrant. And then on the bottom <laughs> says, P.S. Told you. <laughs> Um, me, uh, uh, while that's happening, Beans is going to draw a moustache on the brain. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Uh, we end moving day on the edge of town. As you, uh, Dr. Crud is uh, picking up Boltzmann over his head, uh, back in the brain container, patched up with a quick patch, and uh, Throws him over the border wall, and as the no 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 uh, no no uh, I disagree with that. <laughs> okay, he's going to lovingly put him on the ground. He's not there to kill him or hurt him. <laughs> he brought the damage onto himself, but he will lovingly put him on the ground, kiss the mustache that got drawn on by boots, and then walk walk <laughs> off. Uh, uh, Tobias is going to leave an envelope that includes the form for late filing. <laughs> 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 tape it tape it to the container and he's going to sit there and he's just going to keep using mending on the on the container until he get he gets it gets it right oh that's so sweet uh dr crud as you walk away uh with beans you hear uh, a faint wail growing softer ah paying taxes is a public benefit <laughs> Neglecting the public good for the sake of private interest leads to more problems for everyone over time. <laughs> I learned Don't my lesson. <laughs> oh. And as the sun is setting in the distance over uh, hundreds of couches and crying tax evaders, you each uh, nod to one another and uh, you put the Boltzmann cannon that you pillaged from Boltzmann's house over your shoulder and head down to the fire-breathing Kitten's guild hall for a well-deserved drink. And that marks the end of this Minnesota. <laughs> Yay! Please give it up for Tobias Jin. Thank you, thank you. I didn't do really anything because I forgot I had to spell magic. <laughs> Dr. Crud the third. Oh, look, beans. It's a new cat bed for you. <laughs> And beans. So what was all that about? <laughs> oh, he challenged me to say nobody's going to be able to do this. And so we had to come back and do it. <laughs> oh, I thought we were just, you know, having a bit of fun. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> cool. But he challenged. I had to answer. <laughs> that explains <laughs> it. Okay. Okay, and, I get yeah. it. Yep. Yep. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye.